0: Exodus is a story of people searching, searching for the thing they do, do not have. Uh, it's the story of Moses searching for how to, how to put his life back together, how to make sense of the tragedy, the uh, mistakes. The, the, the story of Moses is this searching, and the Exodus reveals it to us. The story of Exodus is also searching. Searching for uh, uh, for for uh, uh, by a people to, to find liberation and freedom from bondage and freedom from slavery, the story of the Exodus is also searching by Pharaoh, the searching for more power, to be in to be more in control. But this morning what we hear in, in the extended scripture that we'll, that we'll sit present with, uh, what we'll hear is the single greatest obstacle that that prevents us from finding that which we are searching for. So I invite uh, D- Doug Moody to, uh, to join with me, uh, one, of our, uh, one of our 830 regulars, a man who has a voice more polished than Walter Cronkite ever did, uh, you, you actually sound a little like him when I was listening. Uh, and so Doug, join me up here. D- Doug and I are going to read to you Exodus chapters 7, 8, 9, and 10. It, uh, it took us about an hour to do it in the 830 service, so, uh, so just get, <laughs> get, get, settled. Uh, but if, you, if, 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 and I know some of you do this, if you ever say a prayer for your preacher right before he gets up to speak, um, do this. Say a prayer for Randy Collier because she arrived this morning not knowing that she would have to click 70,000 times <laughs> to keep up with us on the scriptures. So, Randy, grace and peace to you. All right, you got me. You got me. All right. Here we go. This is the word of God for us, the people of God, and we say together, thanks be to God. God. Exodus chapter 7. <coughs> We're reading from the message translation, which refers to the plagues as strikes, and you'll see that in a moment. It begins this way, God told Moses, look at me, I'll make you as a god to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to speak everything I command you, and your brother Aaron will tell it to Pharaoh. Then he will release the Israelites from his land. At the same time, I'm going to put Pharaoh's back up and follow it by filling Egypt with signs and wonders. Pharaoh is not going to listen to you, but I will have my way against Egypt and bring out my soldiers, my people, the Israelites, from, from Egypt by mighty acts of judgment. The Egyptians will realize that I am God when I step in and take the Israelites out of their country. Moses and Aaron did exactly what God commanded. Moses was 80 and Aaron was 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. Then God spoke to Moses and Aaron. He said, when Pharaoh speaks to you and says, prove yourselves, perform a miracle... Then tell Aaron, take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh. It will turn into a snake. Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what God commanded. Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh and his servants, and it turned into a snake. Pharaoh called in his wise men and sorcerers. The magicians of Egypt did the same thing by their incantations. Each man threw down his staff, and they all turned into snakes. But then Aaron's staff swallowed their staves. Yet Pharaoh was as stubborn as ever. He wouldn't listen to them just as God had said. Strike one, blood. God said to Moses, Pharaoh is a stubborn man. He refuses to release the people. First thing in the morning, go and meet Pharaoh as he goes down to the river. At the shore of the Nile, take the staff that turn into a snake and say to him, God, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you with this message. Release my people so they can worship me in the wilderness. So far you haven't listened. This is how you'll know that I am God. I'm going to take this staff that I'm holding and strike this Nile River water. The water will turn to blood. The fish in the Nile will die. The Nile will stink and the Egyptians won't be able to drink the Nile water. God said to Moses, tell Aaron, take your staff and wave it over the waters of Egypt, over its rivers, its canals, its ponds, all of its bodies of water so that they turn to blood. There'll be blood everywhere in Egypt, even in the pots and pans. Moses and Aaron did exactly as God commanded them. Aaron raised his staff and hit the water in the Nile River with Pharaoh and his servants watching. All the water in the Nile turned into blood. The fish of the Nile died. The Nile stank, and the Egyptians couldn't drink the Nile water. The blood was everywhere in Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same thing with their incantations. Still, Pharaoh remained stubborn. He wouldn't listen to them, as God had said. He turned on his heel and went home, never giving it a second thought. But all the Egyptians had to dig inland from the river for water because they couldn't drink the Nile water seven days went by after God had struck the Nile
1: strike two the frogs God said to Moses go to Pharaoh and tell him God's message release my people so they can worship me if you refuse to release them I'm warning you I'll hit the whole country with frogs the Nile will swarm with frogs They'll come into your houses, into your bedrooms, your beds, your servants' quarters, among the people, into your ovens and pots and pans. They'll be all over you, all over everyone, frogs everywhere, on and in everything. God said to Moses, tell Aaron, wave your staff over the rivers and canals and ponds, bring up frogs on the land of Egypt. Aaron stretched his staff over the waters of Egypt and a mob of frogs came up and covered the country. But again, the magician did the same thing using their incantations. They also produced frogs in Egypt. Pharaoh called in Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to God to rid us of these frogs. I'll release the people so they can make their sacrifices and worship God. Moses said to Pharaoh, Certainly set the time. When do you want the frogs out of here and away from your servants and people and out of your houses? You'll be rid of the frogs except for those in the Nile. Make it tomorrow. Moses said, tomorrow it is. So you realize that there is no God like our God. The frogs will be gone. You and your houses and your servants and your people, free of frogs. The only frogs left will be those in the Nile. Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh, and Moses prayed to God about the frogs he had brought on Pharaoh. God responded to Moses' prayer. The frogs died off, houses, courtyards, fields, all free of frogs. They piled the frogs in heaps. The country reeked of dead frogs. But when Pharaoh saw he had some breathing room, he got stubborn again and wouldn't listen to Moses and Aaron, just as God had said. So strike three, the gnats. God said to Moses, "Tell Aaron, take your staff and strike the dust. The dust will turn into gnats, all over Egypt." He did it. He grabbed his staff, struck the dust of the earth. It turned into gnats, gnats all over people and animals. All the dust and earth turned to gnats, gnats everywhere in Egypt.
0: So, so real quick, start doing this, and just going like this. <laughs> <laughs> Because we can, re- Doug, you can relate to gnats. Absolutely. I mean, yes. We know that. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> the magicians tried to produce gnats with their incantations, but they couldn't do it. There were gnats everywhere, all over people and animals. The magician said to Pharaoh, this is God's doing. But Pharaoh was stubborn, wouldn't listen, just as God had said. Strike four. The flies. God said to Moses, get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes down to the water. Tell him God's message, release my people so they can worship me. If you don't release my people, I'll release swarms of flies on you, on your servants, your people, your homes. The houses of the Egyptians and even the ground under their feet will be thick with flies. But when it happens, I'll set Goshen where my people live, aside as a sanctuary. No flies in Goshen. This will show you that I am God in this land. I'll make a sharp distinction between your people and mine. This sign will occur tomorrow. And God did just that. Thick swarms of flies in Pharaoh's palace and the houses of his servants. All over Egypt. The country ruined by flies. Pharaoh called in Moses and Aaron and said, go ahead, sacrifice to your God, but do it here in this country. Moses said, that wouldn't be wise. What we sacrifice to our God will give great offense to Egyptians. If we openly sacrifice what we are so deeply offensive to Egyptians, they're going to kill us. Let us go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to our God just as he instructed us. Pharaoh said, all right, I'll release to go (coughs) sacrifice God in the wilderness. Only don't go too far. Now pray for me. Moses said, as soon as I leave, I will pray to God that tomorrow the crow flies or the flies will leave Pharaoh, his servants and his people. But don't play games with us and change your mind without releasing us to sacrifice to our God. Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to God. God did what Moses asked. He got rid of the flies by Pharaoh and his servants and his people. There wasn't a fly left. But Pharaoh became stubborn once again and wouldn't release the people. So came strike five, the animals.
0: That's me. Strike five, animals. God said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and tell him. God, the God of the Hebrews, says release my people so they can worship me. If you refuse to release them and continue to hold on to them, I'm giving you fair warning. God will come down hard on your livestock out in the fields. Horses, donkeys, camels, cattle, sheep, striking them with a severe disease. God will draw a sharp line between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. Not one animal that belongs to the Israelites will die. Then God set the time. Tomorrow, God will do this thing. And the next day, God did it. All the livestock of Egypt died, but not one animal of the Israelites died. Pharaoh sent men to find out what had happened, and there it was. None of the livestock of the Israelites had died, not one death. But Pharaoh stayed stubborn. He wouldn't release the people. Strike six. Boils. God said to Moses and Aaron, Take fistful of soot from a furnace and have Moses throw it in the air right before Pharaoh's eyes. It will become a film of fine dust all over Egypt and cause sores, an eruption of boils on people and animals throughout Egypt. So they took soot from a furnace, stood in front of Pharaoh, and threw it in the air. It caused boils to erupt on people and animals. The magicians weren't able to compete with Moses this time because of the boils. They were covered with boils just like everyone else in Egypt. God hardened Pharaoh in his stubbornness. He wouldn't listen, just as God had said to Moses. Strike seven, hail. God said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh. Tell him, God, the God of the Hebrews says, release my people so they can worship me. This time I'm going to strike you and your servants and your people with the full force of my power so that you'll get it into your head that there's no one like me anywhere in all the earth. You know that by now I could have struck you and your people with deadly disease and there would be nothing left of you, not a trace. But for one reason I've kept you on your feet, to make you recognize my power, so that my reputation spreads in all the earth. You are still building yourself up at my people's expense. You are not letting them go. So here's what's going to happen. At this time tomorrow, I'm just sending a terrific, terrific hailstorm. There's never been a storm like this in Egypt from the day of its founding until now. So get your livestock under roof. Everything exposed in the open fields, people and animals will die when the hail comes down all of Pharaoh's servants who had respect for God's word got their workers and animals under the cover as fast as they could. But those who didn't take God's word seriously left their workers and animals out in the field. God said to Moses, stretch your hands to the skies, signal the hail to fall all over Egypt on people and animals and crops exposed in the fields of Egypt. Moses lifted his staff to the skies and God sent peals of thunder and hail shot through with lightning strikes. God rain hail down on the land of Egypt. The hail came, hail and lightning, a fierce hailstorm. There'd never been anything like it in Egypt in its entire history. The hail hit hard all over Egypt. Everything exposed out in the fields. People and animals and crops were smashed. Even the trees in the fields were shattered. Except for Goshen, where the Israelites lived. There was no hail in Goshen. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. He said, I've sinned for sure this time. God is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Pray to God. We've had enough of God's thunder and hail. I'll let you go. The sooner you're out of here, the better. Moses said, as soon as I'm out of the city, I'll stretch out my arms to God. The thunder will stop and the hail will end, so you'll know that the land is God's land. Still, still I know that you and your servants have no respect for God. The flax and the barley were ruined, for they were just ripening. But the wheat and the spelt weren't hurt. They ripened later. Moses left Pharaoh and the city and stretched out his arms to God. The thunder and hail stopped. The storm cleared. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder had stopped, he kept right on sinning, stubborn as ever, both he and his servants. Pharaoh's heart turned rock hard. He refused to release the Israelites, as God had ordered through Moses.
1: Strike eight, the locusts. God said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh. I've made him stubborn, him and his servants, so I can force them to look at those signs and be able to tell your children and grandchildren how I toyed with the Egyptians like a cat with a mouse. You tell them the stories of the signs I brought down on them so they'll know that I am God. Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, God, the Lord of the Hebrews says, how long are you going to refuse to knuckle under? Release my people so they can worship me. If you refuse to release my people, watch out. Tomorrow I'm bringing locusts into your country. They'll cover every square inch of the ground. No one will be able to see the ground. They'll devour everything left over from the hailstorm, even the saplings in the fields, filling the houses of your servants, filling every house in Egypt. Nobody will have ever seen anything like this from the time your ancestors first set foot on this soil until today. Then he turned on his heel and left Pharaoh. Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long are you going to let this man harass us? Let these people go worship their God. Can't you see that Egypt is on its last legs? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. He said then, Go ahead, go worship God, but just who exactly is going with you? Moses said, We're taking our young and our old sons and daughters, flocks and herds. This is our worship celebration of God. He said, I'd sooner send you off with God's blessings than let you go to your, with your children. Look, you're up to no good. It's written on your faces. Nothing doing. Just the men are going. Go ahead and worship God. That's what you want so badly. And they were thrown out of Pharaoh's presence. God said to Moses, Stretch your hand over Egypt and signal the locusts to cover the land of Egypt, devouring every blade of grass in the country, everything the hail didn't get. Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt. God let loose an east wind that blew that day and night. By morning, the east wind had brought in the locusts. The locusts covered the country, settling over every square inch of Egypt. The place was thick with locusts. There was never an invasion of locusts like it in the past and will never be again. The ground was completely covered, black with locusts. They ate everything, every blade of grass, every piece of fruit, everything that hail didn't get. Nothing left but bare trees and fields. Not a sign of green in the whole land of Egypt. Pharaoh had Moses and Aaron back in no time. He said, okay, I've sinned against your God and against you. Overlook my sin one more time. Pray to your God to get me out of this and get death out of here. Moses left Pharaoh, prayed to God. God reversed the wind. A powerful west wind took the locusts and dumped them into the Red Sea. There wasn't a single locust left in the whole country of Egypt. But God made Pharaoh as stubborn as ever. He still didn't release the Israelites. So come Stark 9, the darkness. God said to Moses, stretch your hand to the skies. Let the darkness descend on the land of Egypt, a darkness so dark you can touch it. Moses stretched out his hand to the skies. Thick darkness descended on the land for three days. Nobody could see anybody. For three days no one could so much as move except for the Israelites. They had light where they were living. Pharaoh called in Moses, go and worship God. Leave your flocks and herds behind. But go ahead and take your children. But Moses said, you have to let us take our sacrificial animals and offerings with us so we can sacrifice them in our worship to God. Our livestock has to go with us with not a hoof left behind. They are part of the worship of our God. And we don't know just what will be needed until we get there. But God kept Pharaoh stubborn as ever He wouldn't agree to release them. Pharaoh said to Moses, Get out of my sight and watch your step. I don't want to ever see you again. If I lay eyes on you again, you're dead. Moses said, Have it your way. You won't see my face again.
0: Thank you, Doug. Hmm. All of the pain, all of the suffering, all of the heartache, that we've ever experienced has this one common thread to it, this this one common cause to it, this one single explanation of all of the heartache and the suffering and the pain, They, they, they all come back to our Self-deception. We lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves, and by lying to ourselves, we cause suffering on ourselves and on others. And the story of the Exodus, the story of these people that are searching, the story of, of Moses who's searching, the story of, of, of even Pharaoh who's searching is a story of great suffering at the center of it. And the center of it is explained by Pharaoh who, who is lying to himself. He will not believe what he sees with his eyes. You just saw it. He will not believe what, what he hears with his ears. He will not even believe his trusted trusted advisors who say, just just quit. Just give up. (laughs) Suffering, heartache, pain. It traces back to the lies that we tell ourselves. I'm talking about every, I'm talking about the human condition. So on on some level, maturity in Christ Jesus, sanctification, being made holy by God's grace, is this this movement upward in which we begin by, by, by degree and degree and degree to lie to ourselves less. The story of we had heard today, this, this, this story of God's power on display, has as its obstacle self-deception by one person that causes heartache and suffering and pain to those around. Him. Let this not be our story any longer. Let's pray. God, you are still powerful. You are still sovereign. You are still involved and active and paying attention. You still hear us when we pray. You still see us when our, when our needs are so before us. And yet we Oh, God, are the obstacles. We lie and say it's going to be okay. We, we, uh, we deceive ourselves and say nothing to see here. Our memories fail us. Even our senses are not something that we trust. Lord, help us to get past self deception This is our prayer. We ask it in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen and amen.